What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dane and Josh show. It's a Super Monday edition. Uh, Dane sends his love. He had to miss the first one to cover an event. He'll be here a little bit later tonight. Uh, what an epic Sunday. We were able to talk to Kyle from Bad Wolves with our buddy Nick Best, World's Strongest Man. Had a chance to work with Marcus from Mudvayne. And just the, the hits keep on coming of interviewing some of our most favorite people in the music industry. I've got a few like I like to do, a couple of uh, useless facts before I get going on tonight's episode. And today we were, you know, I was, I was looking over it the past week about some things that are important to bring to your attention. And there's some useless Simpson knowledge that you guys might not know from the show, The Simpsons. So a couple of things you guys might not be aware of is that Mo, Mo from Mo's Tavern, if you look at his phone number, it's on a lot of things. It's got one extra digit. It's an eight digit phone number. A little interesting fact. The real name of comic book guy, his real name is Jeff. I won't give his last name out of respect, but his real name is Jeff. The song from Bartman was co-written by Michael Jackson himself. Pretty dope to know that one. And Krusty the Clown was actually uh, – uh, his muse was an actual real-life Portland, Oregon TV clown back in the day. So just some useless facts that we like to bring to you guys for those of you that love Simpsons. What's not useless, in fact, is very, very amazing is an artist we've got coming on tonight who's top of his craft, been doing it still at the top of his game after all these years. And just when you think they can't make another amazing song, they put out five more just gems. Um, so speaking of which, guys, I want to get right down to it and bring on someone who's been very important to this show, uh, Steve Jewell himself. Steve, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Amazing, brother. I'm, I'm so excited to have you, man. Like I said, from day one, I was telling Dane when we were prepping, and he, he sends his love. The first time I heard, uh, even back in the day when I heard Rainbows, I was like, this is my band. This is my anthem. Let's exactly. go, dude. So I love it, man. You, you just got back from a festival, right, uh, recently? Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we just played the Stillhouse Festival uh, at the end of this previous month in Wales, England, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, first time we've done that one, uh, to my knowledge, and headlined the night. Um, I can't remember the band that played right before us, their their band name, but it had uh, Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest in it. So it was cool to see those guys up there just slaying it. You know, and then uh, we got up there and, and everybody, including us during our set, had the wind and the rain. And, you know, like Taylor Swift is really trending right now. She has been for a while. I mean, yeah. And, and I know a lot of the fans, the Swifties talk about like the rain show. So I just kind of naturally thought of that. I was like, we're kind of having like a, a rain. A Swifty moment. I got you. Yeah. That's cool. cool, cool man. Rock and roll rain show. So I loved it. I lo it was great. That's awesome. You know, it's nice to see some amazing Southern gentlemen out there rocking worldwide. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's awesome, dude. Uh, happy for it, man. I saw the photos and I was like, I bet that was a great time. He talked about the weather was a lot better. I'll, I'll take that over this 105 here in Kansas, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. This heat's getting thick. I was looking Let's at go. it in the day like Texas is getting hammered by heat waves right now. It's Crazy, right. man. Well, well, man, I'll tell you what, we've got some questions over the years um, that the audience we've all kind of cultivated to kind of, that we all kind of pick your brain about. So I'm going to jump into that first question, man. Before you were known as the elite bassist, and I'm sure with the many side projects and things that a lot of artists do, musicians, uh, before headlining festivals and just rocking our faces off for all these years, take me back to when it began, man. When did you first pick up a bass or even an instrument in your life? How old were you when you first started playing, you know? So I was five years old at the 
it's funny i'm one of those weird dudes that play multiple instruments <laughs> um i was five years old when i very first started playing music i've been around it my whole life because it's on both sides of my family and my dad is a great guitarist he's my favorite guitarist musician biased obviously in the world and um so what was cool i was having a conversation kind of about this uh, the other day um when I was in, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. When I was in middle school, that's right around when YouTube came out. So kind yep. of my age a little bit. So when I was a kid around five starting out, you know, we had cassette tapes around the house. And I ironically have just that memory. I remember the first time going to the store buying CDs. And the first two CDs I remember having was the um, 20th Century Leonard Skinner record that just had all the hits on it and Boston's first CD. So when I was five, I started playing drums and was playing a lot at the local church that we grew up going to. And my dad played guitar and my mom sang and um, we would come home from church. And I remember, I think I was close to nine or 10 when I got my first drum set and my grandfather seen it out uh, for sale in someone's yard at a yard sale on the way to church one Sunday morning and, and stopped and got it and surprised me with it. And so we would come home from church when I was a kid and I would be playing drums. My dad would be playing guitar and we'd be playing like a lot of Southern rock and classic rock, you know, from ACDC to Leonard Skinner and Foghat and Boston, just, you know, all the good yeah. essentials, the rock and roll essentials. And he would be like, a lot of times it'd be just us at the house. My mom and sister would be gone somewhere and he would, he would look at me and say, no, don't tell your mom we were playing this stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, I love it. So my dad, he's he's played music his whole life since he was a kid as well in, in bands and original bands and cover bands and stuff like that. And even to this day, anytime that I'm home uh, and we're not busy on the road, you know, I'll go sit in with my dad and play guitar with him or, you know, drums if he needs a drummer and play four hours and get a four hour workout in. And, you know, I love it. But um, yeah, I started on drums when I was five. You know, just playing at church and uh, playing with my, my dad. And then I migrated over to guitar when I was around 11. And what was so cool for me around that age specifically, um, I had like my first what felt like midlife crisis when I got around 11 because like I wanted to play music all the time and I was obsessed. But you know, you can't beat on a drum set, you know, like 11 o'clock at night while people are trying to sleep. <laughs> so I remember pestering my dad to death, like, please, dude, just show me one song. Sweet Home Alabama, that's it. I won't ask anymore. Just show me this one song. That way, you know, I could at least take an electric guitar and sit on my bed at night and kind of strum, you know, bother anybody, you know, not plugging an amp or anything, but just was obsessed. You know, I just wanted to play music all the time. I was eat up with it. And uh, so finally he did and stuff. So I started, you know, getting into guitar around that age. But um, what was kind of cool too, uh, really cool, you know, I think every musicians kind of got that one story or one memory where they went to one of their first impactful shows where it was like okay you know this is definitely <laughs> what i want to do i don't know how i'm going to do it but this is what i want to do <clears throat> you know i want to play and make music and ironically enough one of those that that show specifically for me was blackstone cherry and the kentucky headhunters and another great uh, some friends of ours had a band at the time called eighth nation that opened up but uh i remember like that 
that like was my first big local music kind of show. And, you know, the Kentucky Headhunters, who's been around for years, John Fred, yeah. his dad yeah. plays guitar, Richard Young. Legendary, legendary. And his uncle, Uncle Fred, Fred Young on yeah. the drums. Um, and what was cool around uh, about around that time, I think Blackstone Cherry had been touring overseas um, with Hinder, I think. They just did that mm. Hinder tour. And, you know, a lot of things were popping off in their career. They weren't home a lot, you know, anymore around this time. They were out, you know, conquering the world, opening for bands and, you know, on a label and all that good stuff. So, and I think it's always special too. I've kind of thought when a band kind of goes overseas and plays and then they come back to the States or kind of come play home, you get them hot and fresh off that tour or whatever. So it was kind of one of those shows and they were just on – freaking fire and the kentucky editors was too and at this time i was playing drums kind of still primarily and was kind of dabbling with guitar and i just remember watching john fred that night and his uncle fred and just kind of being completely discouraged <laughs> i was like <laughs> this is two of the best drummers in the world that i've ever seen there's no way i'll be able to you know get close to that or do any i'll keep a beat you know, I, I <laughs> yeah. that, but they're, you know, just their style and their uniqueness and, and how they hear and feel music is just amazing. And at that time, you know, I decided to, to okay, I'm going to play guitar because, you know, there's not Chris Robertson or Ben Wells or Greg Martin, you know, or Richard Young and, and all these other great, amazing guitarists and musicians in general from our area. So what the cool thing about that too, you know, it was also encouraging and it's still always been encouraging. Some of my favorite bands and, and music, you know, it's local music from where we live. And um, so, you know, it, it was really cool. But after that kind of moment and I was around that age, you know, I started to really get into guitar and played guitar, you know, the vast majority of my life. And I never really started playing bass. I've taught bass a lot because I've been teaching music lessons for over 10 years now. Um, just kind of one of those, you know, yeah. things when I was 23, I bought my first business with a guy, Boone Froggett, who I played in Otis with at the time. And we bought a music store from some of the Blackstone Cherry guys because they had one here in town. So it's crazy. And that's initially so how, cool. how I first started teaching. It, it's very much a, a family affair. <laughs> I see that, man. That's crazy, oh, man. Yeah. All the it's it's like you're you're getting a part of uh it's like you're watching your heroes play then you join them and then like you obviously uh, what i would say about you as a musician's musician people knew you you're very very you know big in the local scene and then to be a part of that dude that that's fantastic man that's just wow yeah and i mean even you know prior to that you have those like crazy humbling moments like i still remember the first record that otis done and that we put out it um just amazing uh, we got a phone call a couple weeks after that from billy gibbons is easy top okay our producer uh, on the record uh, uh greg martin from the kentucky headhunters he went in was helping us a lot you know during that time and uh just kind of casually gave it to to billy gibbons because he knew that you know obviously billy loves blues and blues rock and and otis was you know we were doing like the the southern rock blues rock thing and so there's a lot of influences that stimulate you know from those kind of yeah things. so we got them all in but um it's just crazy that you know you put out your first record with a band and then you get a phone call from billy gibbons is easy top just freaking out over it like how did you guys make this you know what guitars were you using what microphones you know all this kind of stuff so you know very very cool and 
Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've always played bass for like writing, you know, for songwriting and gave bass guitar lessons over the years, right around that time when we bought that music store uh, when I was 23. And uh, even still, you know, uh, during that whole time leading up to Blackstone, uh, joining Blackstone Cherry, I would still play bass at the house for writing or, you know, rehearsing mm -hmm. and, and giving lessons. But uh, I've never actually pay, played bass for, for a band before until joining Blackstone Cherry. And I remember you know, telling the guys about that and Chris and, and a lot of people asked me, they were like, you never even played bass for your dad's band before. This is just something that a lot of us yeah. do that grew up playing music with our families and, and our dads, you know, our, our dads would, would use us to like, okay, I need a drummer tonight. So you're going to come play drums or, you know, I may need a bass player, guitar player. And you're up. Yeah. Play music with our dads. But, you know, I was like, no, man, I never did play bass um, uh, with him or anything like that. And the first time I went out with the guys playing bass, um, I think the exact date, matter of fact, just kind of remember those things, December 16th of 2020, uh, okay. we went and did three shows in Florida with Steel Panther. And that was amazing and, and a really cool time. And my first show with the guys was in Orlando, Florida, opening for Steel Panther and Joey Fatone from NSYNC was there that night. I'll never forget. He walked up uh, around the side, my side of the stage, and he had this blue hat on with his initials JF. And I just, I don't know. I just automatically yeah. thought, I was like, what's this guy doing with John Fred's hat? Like he needs a hat. <laughs> <laughs> from Fred, we got to get him on. Like Jay I had a great time. And, and we did those three shows and came back home and at the end of that run after those three shows i told the guys i was like oh by the way i've never played bass for anybody before or anything and i was like i was going to wait until the run was over and we got back home in case i sucked and you know you guys didn't kick me out on the side of the road or something jay wouldn't have done that but uh, <laughs> i'll just wait and tell them afterwards in case i suck or something I'm glad it worked out, man, and you could see that. And I knew that about you, man. I know from Odin and Otis and, like, what you're doing with Blackstone. I, I had watched – the internet's a great thing, man, because you can see all kinds of things. Yeah. And multi bands, right? So I knew that about you. And it's funny, your story – I did the same thing. I grew up playing in, in church, started with drums, and I always thought that was how it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to be able to play everything like you do, right? That's like – that's yeah. normal. Like, you play bass, you play drums, you play piano. What do you need on the track, right? That kind of thing. You yeah, know? So, and a lot of times in church, you know, maybe the drummer didn't show up or the bass player and, and somebody would kind of – go over to the base and then this one get up yeah. like, you know you made it made it work yeah you so, did man i love that that's crazy. over the years you know the same thing you're in the garage bands and playing with buddies in high school you kind of hop around and find your voice on which instrument and just have fun with it that's so cool man when you think about influences too um obviously i know your dad you spoke about that i see that uh influences and gigs and man you have a plethora uh yeah plethora i use that word right you have a, you have a big catalog of things to work with I know with the recent festivals or things you've done from joining Blackstone, man, is there is there maybe a, a gig, if you could even say it, maybe two or three that stand out to you as being your favorite gig so far? Any band, you know, we make them a local, Blackstone, Otis. Is there a band that, or a gig that stands out to you so far? Um, Gosh, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> Playing with ZZ Top for the first time was amazing because it was – Otis uh, at the time and Blackstone Cherry and the Kentucky Headhunters. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and definitely recently playing, opening up for uh, REO Speedwagon and Leonard, Leonard Skinner. Um, That's cool. Soda. 
you know, and what's so crazy about that gig is as a kid, you know, I never really um, kind of thought too much or, or hoped I'd win, you know, like a bunch of awards or anything like that. You know, if you win an award or Grammy and stuff like that off merit, that's amazing. You know, we, everybody in every genre of music, you know, appreciates that. But I just remember like loving playing music with my dad and all these this music that we would listen to and I always thought it'd be so cool one day if I ever had the opportunity to maybe open up for a band specifically Leonard Skinner what I would think you know as a kid because it was like mine and my dad's favorite band to listen to and 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 play their songs together and even still to this day like when I go sit in and play guitar, you know, we love playing those old Skinner songs and doing the dueling guitars. And so I just even remember thinking then as a kid, how awesome it would be one day if I ever had the opportunity to open up for a band like Leonard Skinner or ZZ Top, which we've done Man. since I've been in the band and have my dad there, you know, to have him there and get to see it side stage and, 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 and meet the guys and stuff like that. Um, you know, cause it was crazy. It was very heavy. <laughs> Because, you know, Leonard Skinner has been a profound influence and had it yeah. me, you know, especially because my dad. But, uh, yeah, it was heavy. I get emotional talking about it because it was Yeah, like, man, it's awesome. That's it's awesome. Good. You know, it's that's crazy. Uh, man, and I heard, man, I can definitely say Pops is your influence. Shout out to Pops. We are talking to um, uh, Chris Nix from uh, Jonathan Davis. He's Jonathan Davis from Corns Guitarist. And he yeah. said the same thing. It was like playing for your Pops is like, it's cool. You could play in front of 100,000 people and no, no disrespect for that, but playing in front of mom or pops like your day it's like i can see that man and just making your dad proud and that's so i love that story that that my dad it's cool because i actually use some of the episodes i show my dad and he's like that's cool so i get i just maybe a small bit of what you're feeling you know i i, I love it man so I'm, I'm curious man um obviously with with you guys you're dropping dropping new stuff it's i love it i, I freaking love also, I know it's a little bit dated back, but I still use the anthem. I love Scream at the Sky. I know it's been a little bit, but you're putting some new stuff out. Um, what's the next 12 months looking like for you? Maybe between your multi-band, whether it's Blackstone or is Otis going to make some more stuff? What's the next year looking like for you as an artist, you know? It's going to be very busy. Of course, I just I play exclusively now with the Blackstone. Oh, do you? Okay, gotcha. You know, they they went on and, and they've regrouped. Understood. And, and um but yeah, with the new album coming out uh, September 29th, uh, we're going to be over in the UK doing some underplay shows and going to some record stores and doing some signings and meeting some fans and hanging out. So we're very excited about that. And um, yeah, you know, we're definitely anticipating a, a very busy year for. I love it. Before, you know, getting out on the road and hitting all over the US and different countries and you know, seeing all of our fans and, and some old fans to new fans. And yeah, we're very excited. So it's going to be great. It's going to be busy. Man, I can't wait, man. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because the last time I had seen him, what Black Stones before you, you were on the, so I'm excited to see you on the, on the, on the, you know, I'm excited to see you part of it now. So I can't wait till you guys come close. Uh, we're going to catch a show when you get closer to Kansas. I can't wait, man. Um, I was just, I was looking forward to the new stuff. Every, every, I, there's not a time. It's hard when you guys, everything you do is so good. It's like you get lost in, you're one of those bands. And I mean it with all respect. There's a lot of radio friendly singles that people put out, but it's, you're one of those bands where you can literally, I think you guys are the reason why you would buy vinyl because you start the album and you let it go. It's hard to have that these days, but you guys still do that. Whether it's the first track or the last, it's cohesive and you, 
there's no such thing as a bad song. It's Blackstone's one of those bands where you just don't make bad music. And I mean that, man. So it's just, it's incredible to see it. Hey, just which song? Let me pick from 400 great. And then we'll go live as well, your live stuff. There's no such thing as a bad song. So you have to like, let me show you. And one more, I'll show my wife. And she's like, how many more songs are you going to show me? Because they're all good, right? You know, just going through it, right? So you guys are just so talented, man. I love it. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I know the guys do too. It's, yeah, man. It's like a, a uh, a natural thing i feel like in a way just because of you know the music that i think we all grew up listening to and you know i still love listening listening to a lot of that music today and you know i've always looked at it as an artist you know kind of when you make a record it, it's it's like making a current snapshot of your life at that time mm-hmm. and What's cool is, you know, uh, and I'm sure, you know, the other guys too, along with myself, some of our favorite records are records like that, where Mm -hmm. it takes you on a journey process, you know, from the first song to the very, to the very end. And, you know, growing up as kids, especially kids in rural America and in the county, you know, um, I didn't have a lot to do. (laughs) A lot of us didn't have a lot to do, uh, anything to do growing up, you know, except dive into music and and play Mm -hmm. You know, we had video games, all that stuff too, but, you know, we were definitely eat up with music and trying to figure that out. So it's like you, you know, you dive into those old cassettes and eight tracks and records and CDs and, um, you know, listening to it, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And, um, and then as you grow as a, as an artist, you know, you're starting to hear different things, I feel like. And even though I've heard a song like, you know, Sweet Home Out of Alabama, for example, a million times, I could still hear something new or catch yep. something. I like, yeah. Listen to it uh, from channeling different instruments, you know, to different vocal parts and whatnot. But um, yeah, you know, I think maybe a big credit to that is because of the music we just grew up listening to and and how we would listen to it um, from start to finish and, you know, figuring out the instrumentation, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, you know, maybe vocal melodies, dissecting things. I love doing that stuff. Um, you know, especially like uh, hip hop and, and certain rappers and stuff, their percussiveness with their vocals, yep. you know, with, it's like a, an instrument itself, drums. And then you match that with like melody. And even if you dive back in a lot of those old R and B songs and, and soul music, just a vocal. Oh yeah would come up with and how they kind of had that percussiveness uh, percussiveness as well and then you know you listen to something like uh maybe bluegrass or country music where it's more slower and drawed out but there's a lot more emphasis on the melody and how you can really bend a melody and, and do uh, you know 100 different amazing things uh, that way and, and harmonizing and stuff like that so yeah you know i think just just um diving into that stuff so much and being fans so much of that music we grew up with you know they made kind of the records uh, the same way in a way where it took you on a journey you know from, yeah from start to finish i think it's i, I can tell you man um for, and again i know when i was first texting yeah whether you look at my favorite of all and again i love everything let me be clear it's like it's like choosing between kids right but i love uh, you know hell and high water's all-time favorite song by you guys and i love it all but i remember like i, I the journey of going through what it's tough in my life songs all right so this blackstone song was when i was going through this passing of a loved one this is a highlight of my wife and i got married right this is what i'm going through you know kind of getting past the frustration of the pandemic and everyone's just kind of wore out right like different things right like okay there's my kids are in in, in middle school now and you can pick these things and now i'm reciprocating our music your music back to our kids and now they love it i was 
you know, a young man listening to it. And now you guys are still, the engine is moving along and those franchises, those musical franchises like Lynn Skinner and whatnot, you guys get to be that carrying the, passing the torch. So ZZ tops. Now it's people like Blackstone, just keeping the tradition alive and keeping, keeping the music rocking. And so I just, I love it, man. I, I literally have to stop me too. Cause I'll go on for hours. I'm telling you, my kids are tired of hearing about it. And so it's probably it. the audience. Awesome. It's just how, that's how I feel. There's a segment that we do. I promise you in interviews you guys have done. I'm almost willing to bet there's never been a segment like this. So it's a segment that we call intentionally called rapid fire. We don't prep you for it. It's on the spot. Awesome. So here we go. We use, we usually bet on these. Now they're PG. We always keep the show PG, but these are questions that are weird. Our fans are great. They give us. This weird, random, obscure questions and they fuse them together and you have to pick one. Uh, imagine that past or present reality, uh, you know, it could be people that are passed away or live. Anything's possible. So here's your first question. I've got five rapid ones for you, and I'll put these out on DraftKings later. No, I'm just kidding, but it's a, it's a cool little thing. Um, you guys are on tour. Uh, you're, you're promoting the new album, and you're on tour, and you're tasked with a lot of times artists, and you spoke of hip-hop, which is cool for a little bit, are tasked with, they do a lot of live takes, right? Uh, when you're on tour, live songs covered. It's just part of the business, but you're asked to do a live cover and make one of these two iconic hip-hop songs Southern Metal, like you guys do. So your two choices you have two you can go with a whoop there it is whoop there it is make it metal or you can go with this is how we do it by montel jordan so you got whoop there it is this is how we do it with the blackstone twist on it which one are you going with oh man those are great solid choices what about whoop there it is i just see that being an anthem yeah heavy yeah. anthem getting a crowd singing out at a festival yeah can you see that going? You know what I'm saying? Like you guys rocking yeah, that. Be awesome. I've heard of Stranger Things and the team. <laughs> I love it, man. I love, I love it. it. You never know. So the next question, you guys are asked to do. So both there's a, there's a big thing on live action remakes and movies and all that stuff. Okay. So um, going to a different take, you guys are asked to be a part of the music video for, for promoting the, the remake of these two movies. You have two choices. You can either go with the iconic remake of Free Willy. Remember Michael Jackson when Free Willy's jumping over him doing the deal? We all remember that as kids. Or you can be a part of the remake of the Lion King's soundtrack, Just Can't Wait to Be King. So Free Willy redoing MJ's version or Just Can't Wait to Be King. You guys got to rock it. Which one are you going with? Man, that's a great choice. Of course, ben, ben, Brother Ben Wells, maybe. He's a big ocean fan he loves to see the ocean life so he would love that and then the other one i could see you know john fred rocking the vein you know, yeah <laughs> microphone a headset microphone you know just throwing it down baby throwing it down like him and theo vaughn we got to get theo vaughn on uh that's I'm awesome gonna, let's see i'm gonna go with maybe that one because i just you know the headset two for two. hair down <laughs> i'm two for two baby Let's go. I had you on that one. I did. I could just see it kind of like this, almost like a, a human cat looking thing. I could just see it. Man. Right. I love it. So, so next question, man. Um, I know, uh, these are, these are from our generation. I know we're, we're pretty similar in age. I got a few years on you, but you get to, um, all of a sudden you get to just be randomly. You wake up one day and you can be a part of these two movie or show universes it's like it's real life so you get to be planted into one of these two universes and just live your life in this so you can be either a you can be a part of the matrix world it's real life you can just plant yourself into that or you can be a part of b miami vice like you're just dropped into it and these are both real things miami
advice. Baby, give me the neon and the sunshine. So I'm three for three. I had you on that one. I, I've seen some of the cool. I got that because you have a dope style, bro. Like your style when you're going, it's very, very cool. So yeah, you know, I love so, that paint shirt. That's that's a great record. One of my favorite records, by the way. Yeah, dude. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So, the dirty head shirt. We bunch of us. I got you. There you go. I love it. I love. I love the rep. They're actually coming through Kansas. They just came through uh, Kansas at a little club called the Wave. So they've been doing the club circuit, you know, and stuff. So uh, t- two more. You are you are actually called up to be. We're gonna flip the script. You're making music for other albums or other movies and all that. Now you're you're called up to be a part of a movie franchise, and you get to be a character. So sports is something we do a lot of. So we know that. So you can either two two things. You can be a part of first one remake of these two movies you can be the lead character in friday night lights the movie version or varsity blues which one are you going with oh, god it's too good oh, yeah god. great movies um i'm probably going to go friday night lights because i probably watched that one the most and i love Billy shout out to his band box masters they yeah are... it's a great band dude yeah he's great yeah he's selling my, my buddy kirk kim mckim who plays guitar for them they're a great band yeah, I remember that, that movie, man. Like, ironically, I think a, right around the time that movie came out, I was still maybe playing sports in school, maybe, or just got done playing sports and was really getting into music. But that's such a great movie. Such yeah. A great movie. I knew it. I, I had you, man. I, I, last one. So last r- rapid before I transition. So we talked a lot about you covering a song, you being a part of a franchise, you being in a world – now check this out you guys are being honored at a you know we're gonna say we're gonna go ahead and preach it and call it out you're gonna be actually inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame your band it's gonna happen and somehow we can go back in time and these two bands the whole bands are both alive original members they're gonna cover one of your songs as they introduce you into the rock and roll hall of fame you've got two choices you can have ccr cover one of your songs or stay with me because of your style or stp cover one of your songs as they induct you in the hall of fame which one are you going with Man, yeah so, <laughs> you know i'm probably going to go stp because we actually just played with them and on the hellstorm tour uh because it goes by suppose last year last summer i think scott whalen covering you you know what i'm saying <laughs> we're all you big know. stp fans so that would that would that would be really cool Either the one original would- lineup you know what I'm saying? The original lineup, having Scott covering for you guys and just doing your thing, that'd be crazy, huh? So, Absolutely. yeah, man. RIP, man. Yeah, that, well, thank you for that, man. That's a little segment. I went five for five. Hopefully, interviews you've done, you haven't had a segment like that. It's called Rapid Fire. Yeah, man, so. That was great. Thank you, man. It. Appreciate good. it, man. You're, you're good sport. So, the last segment, man, because I appreciate you. The last segment that we transitioned to, and it's a little thing that we call open mic. So, what this is, um, with, whether it's our athletes, whether it's our musicians, um, people that, you know, entertainers, comedians that we have come on, the, the mindset's always the same. Everyone deserves a shot. Um, there's a mantra talking about maybe what you've done in your life. If there was, if you could go back and tell your beginning self, maybe a story for those that want to be like you one day, maybe they want to be a rock star, an athlete. What's a mantra that you've carried with that you could pass on to someone that wants to be like you one day, you know? Oh man. Um, or some advice, wisdom, something like that, you know, just some, some, some words of, of, of advice, if you will. Brush your hair and never stop listening to bluegrass. 
That's okay. Like vitamins of, of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> That's good. I don't brush it. I just put it in a bun and still listen to bluegrass every day. Um, that's, that's a really great question. Just, you know, especially as I've gotten older, um, appreciating the moment more, you know what I mean? Um, because a moment's kind of really all we really have in kind of hindsight. Um, there was a Disney movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it had a really good quote talking about why the present's called the present, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. It was a toy story, toy story. Toy story. Yeah, that's what it was. But you know, you kind of, you can't dwell in, in the past too much and you know, you can't over anticipate and overthink about the future too much. So, and in our business, you know, you have so many of those special moments it's there and then it's gone, you know, like when we played Royal Ever Hall, uh, playing that, you know, the show was only only 90 minutes long and one regard you wished it could just keep going, you know what I mean? But you do something like that and it's over so fast, but, you know, um, stopping to uh, taking care of yourself, you know, you, your mind, body and spirit, essentially finding that uh, that balance and it's good to, you know, work hard and, and set goals and, and be driven and all that good stuff but also, you know, making sure that you're appreciating the moment and the time that you've got right now, um, whether it's in your career, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't think where you're playing at or who you're playing for, you know, that you're getting to play and, and you know, because we love it. And that's what we love to do to, um, you know, spending time with family, spending time with friends and just having mm -hmm. that, that overall balance. That way, one thing don't start to suffer to the other and keeps everything healthy, you know, in my opinion, but yeah, you know, definitely appreciating the moment more and enjoying mm. the journey. It's not a race. It's a marathon. I feel mm. like no matter what you're really doing in life, whether it's, you know, with your health or your career or marriage or a relationship or work, uh, especially, you know, if you're doing meaningful work uh, that you love to do, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a, it's not a race. That's good, man. I think it's uh, what you've done, and I, I mean it. Thank you for music is healing. It's cathartic. Uh, the world would not be as good without music. And so what you do is powerful. Um, I've watched you a lot, man. I love your take on things. And you're you're kind of big on almost kind of like letting go, moving forward, letting go of the past. Some of the stuff you even – because I watch a lot of your posts, and there's something positive and refreshing. And we always say this generation of athletes and musicians are in good hands. People promoting – and again, you know – there's a healing to your music and there's a healing to the kind of person that you are. And I don't know what I do with that music, like whether it's bands like, you know, like you said, going back to STP or even like Skinner or is easy top, or now you guys music is a, a, a integral part of life. We can't live without it. So what you do is very, very meaningful, man. I just thank you for making music for so, so many people that, that helps us, helps us get through tough times. The milestones, like you talked about, we need music to celebrate those highs and those lows too, you know? So I, I appreciate you more than words can say, man. Angst, you know, I always felt like we're just arbiters of that. So, you know, and I've always made the comment, I don't care whose show you go to or whose music you listen to, just listen to music and go to mm. a concert and have fun, you know, for that central mm. angst thing. I love it, man. It's amazing to get to be an arbiter of that and you know and and then myself you know i listen to, to so much different music and, and love customizing playlists to cater to my mood and different things like that so you know when i get to go see bands that i love you know from leonard skinner to the dirty heads you know it's like getting to kind of watch my playlist and, and like 
real time. So, and I, I kind of think about that a lot, how I get to do that for somebody else. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out there and, you know, and, and rock out and, and have fun and hang out with all my friends, you know, our fans and stuff and, and be that, you know, for them. So it's it almost mm. feels like an extreme honor and, and definitely a calling, I think, for all of us that yeah. they, yeah, cause it's a, there's, there's definitely a reciprocity aspect and a value exchange, you know, with the, the bands and the artists and the crowd as well, you know, cause you know, we're coaching baseball, we're running to, to, you know, paying bills and, and, and got life things going on. So, you know, we get to get out on that bus and go see our friends out on the road and, and play music for everybody or get to step into a studio and, and uh, make some music and, you know, have our escapism and, and provide that for somebody else. You know, it's, it, it's an amazing thing. Man, I'm telling you, and I'll, I'll close on this from, from day one, man, from first album to what you recently dropped and I can't wait. Um, never, uh, never disappointed. Always. And it's always one of the things where I, I hate to say it, but we always expect you guys to be great because you've done it for so long. So met, met much great stuff. And then you exceed expectations every time. So, man, I can't wait to showcase. We'll definitely be sharing it, showcasing the heck out of it, streaming it, posting your videos. It's going to be all over our show. Don't don't you worry, man. It'll be here. So if you guys ever on the road, uh, open invitation. You're, you're welcome back anytime. If you guys want to stop by, maybe uh, later on as, on the tours progressing your things, come on back. We'll be glad to showcase the new stuff and we'll promote the heck out of it for you. Okay. So. Thank you, man. Josh. Appreciate that, brother. Yes, sir. Man, it's my honor, man. Thank you again, uh, Sage. For, uh, I'm so used to calling it Sage now at this point. Thanks for stopping by, man. Uh, good to see you. Thank you for what you do. Uh, obviously, uh, never going to stop rocking. Huge fan. So we'll give you some time back in your busy schedule. Looking forward to catching up soon and just keep on keep on rocking, okay? So. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you for yes, having me. Of course, brother. Take care, man. Have a good one, okay? We'll talk soon. See you, Josh. Yes, sir. Take care. So, guys, that's uh, as I told you, um, one of my one of my favorites. Um, just gosh, I cannot say enough. Thank yous for that gentleman. Uh, just a gentleman of the industry. One of the kindest hearted people you're going to meet. He will rock your socks off. So go check it out. Um, there's a song they've recently done. Uh, it's called Screaming at the Sky. And it's talking about mending fences of relationships. And just it's time, you know, uh, we need to forgive each other and move on. And there's enough bad in the world where we need positive and we need people talking about moving and healing and forgiving and loving. And that goes applies to all of us, probably someone in your life right now that you probably need to forgive, or maybe someone needs to forgive you. And that song screaming out the sky, check it out. I'm telling you it's, it's amazing. So Steve, thank you again, Sage. That's what he goes by on his uh, social media platforms. Blackstone. Thank you for loaning him to us. Uh, thank you all of you guys for uh, what you do and making this possible. Um, Dane sends his love. He'll be back for the next one. Got one more tonight. Coach Broxy from the Cavaliers stopping by. So we're excited to get to that. Um, thank you again for being a part of this. Don't forget that we love you. And as Dane would always say, thank you for listening. Thank you.